reviewing the Colton vs GWS game today um, where we unfortunately went down 11 goals, 9, 75 plays, GWS 12, 17, a few scoring shots, 89. Um, just first up, what are your boys' thoughts on the game straight up? Jack, what do you think, mate? It was, it was just good to get, get the season over and done with, I think. I mean, the result it didn't really phase me either way. Uh, I mean, obviously, we'll go into our review of the predictions. Um and yeah, I guess yeah. Yep. Thanks, Ethan. What are your sort of thoughts on the game, mate? Yeah, a bit of a you know usual dead rub around twenty three, which are usually the shittest games. Even though the games this weekend have been pretty good, apart from ours and yeah, um, the Gold Coast game. But yeah, just good to send off Eddie and Levi. Yep. Well said, mate. Pato. Yeah, very mixed emotions, just because like. Obviously, the retirees, um, any and Levi. But um, also, I thought yeah. we actually played okay. But, um, I mean, GWS are a great side. Uh, they prove it every single week. I mean, the past, like, five or six weeks, they're probably arguably the most informed team in the comp. So, I think we played okay. But, obviously, to end the season 2021 uh, with a failed season, very unfortunate. So, we'll go on to our match predictions, see how close, see how close we got. Ethan, do you remember what you actually had, mate, or not? Yep, I had us by 38, I believe. Um, so that was me being optimistic, I said. So we only lost by 14 in the end. Yes, 14, 14, Ethan. Um, but yeah, I guess it was, a, like uh, Mitch said before, a bit of a mix of emotions. Not really thinking about the result as much because it's just Levi and Eddie's last game. So who really cares about the result? Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, we wouldn't be saying that if we were playing for finals, but obviously we're not. So... Um, good to see as Eddie and Levi go out in somewhat respectable game, not a 95-point thrashing. Jack, do you remember what you had, mate? Yeah, speaking of that 95-point thrashing, I uh, was fully expecting another re- repeat of that. Um, I went Giants by uh, 78, so I'm very, very thankful <laughs> that it was not that much. Um, although it was kind of looking a little scary that way when they kicked six in a row. it was I thought it was uh, Port Adelaide game all over again, but um, yeah, fourteen points. Send Eddie and Levi off, not completely, you know, embarrassed. That's you know, it's yeah. all good. All right, that's enough from the GWS two to two GWS supporters. Pato, what did you have, mate? Uh, I banked the Blue Baggers. Uh, I I had them by twelve. Um, obviously, uh, love my boys. Thought that we might may have lifted. Uh, we we did lift, but um, yeah, fourteen points still very disappointing. Um, but yeah, as I said, uh, mixed emotions, and um, yeah, I mean, just watching a dead rubber every single year, round twenty three, it's it's just it's just shit. It's just really shit. Yeah. <clears throat> I guess for me, um, oh, my predictions were Blues by two, so obviously I didn't get it. Uh, Kerno and Eddie for eight. I can almost say that I meant Ed Kerno, and I'd be only two goals off, but uh, yeah, I did beat Charlie. <laughs> um, uh, obviously, yeah, Ed kicked four, and then uh, Ed Kerno kicked. Four and then Eddie Betts kicked two. So good to see him get a couple of goals in his last game. I think for, for me, anyway, last week, like the first quarter is we're playing good pa- it's just it's patches, that's the thing. And I think we probably played a bit, we probably played our good footy for a bit longer than what we usually do, especially what we did last week. You know, that was the first quarter and that's about all we had. But we sort of were a bit more somewhat consistent, I guess. 
Um, but yeah, all right, we'll get to our best moments. Uh, Pato, what did you have for your best moments, mate? Um, yeah, well, I had Levi and Eddie uh, both kicking goals. I believe they both kicked two goals. Yeah, so they both Sweet. kicked two goals. Um, I feel like that was great to see. Um, I feel like they were aiming for Levi a little bit more. Charlie Kerno didn't touch it much. But um, mm. I feel like it was good to see Levi get a couple and also Eddie when he kicked that final goal. Um, you can tell that was going to be his final goal. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, like, great to see. I, like, it was good to see the boys get around him, even though we were going to lose a game. It was good to see the boys yeah. get around him. Well said, mate. Jack, what'd you have, mate? Yeah, I mean, very similar to Pato. Just um, Eddie and Levi's goals, I think, in that sort of game, their send-off, just for them to both, as Pato said, kick two goals. I think that was... Was pretty special. Obviously, it would have been special to get the win, but you know, then kick kick goals and if I get the double cobra out again, um, it was it's pretty good. Pretty good. Um, Daff, what was your best? Yeah, I agree with these boys. Just um, Casbolt doing the double cobra. Um, just just you know, brought a smile to my face, and you know, pretty doom and gloom year. So yeah, that was my best moment. Paddle, me and Paddle are both giving us one. You want to give us one, mate, or not? Double Cobra? Okay, here we go. Speed? <laughs> uh, not much to show off for you two boys, that's unfortunate. Right. Uh, that's <laughs> um, my best moment was a bit more, like, you probably wouldn't notice it. You probably would notice me watching live. You wouldn't think of it afterwards, only because I went back and sort of watched the first half. Um, is The kick from Newman, when he was, he was kicking out, uh, from, you know, from a kick in, and um, he straight to the corridor, McGovern sort of switched, went, ran, I guess towards the center of the ground, kicked it. He kicked it. Then the McGovern, McGovern got it, kicked it to Ed Kerner, I believe. It eventuated in nothing, but it could have very easily been coast to coast, like three, three yeah. or four kicks in the goal. But just to, straight to the corridor, opposed to, I don't know, I feel like when Weedering kicks out, I'm not bagging Weedering by any stretch, but we're always going to the, um, which I guess is how they play now, but always going to the boundary all the time, but like just through the corridor. You can't do that all the time, obviously, but I think they used it very well and it was a great kick. Um, so yeah, go back and watch it. Um, but yeah, also Durden as well to get his first goal was good. Um, he had three yeah. in the game, I think, but to get his first goal was pretty good. So the boys get around him. Corey Durden's first goal in, in Eddie Betts' last game. So Yeah, no, that was really good to see. That was really good to see. But um, good. also... Uh, also on the, yeah, on the kick out, that's actually spot on because what I noticed on the Friday night game, Western Bulldogs, they port Western yeah. Bulldogs. Every single time they took a kick in, they actually had players sprinting to the corridor wing side and they had like a Caleb Daniel or like a Bailey Dale kicking it out. And when yeah. they kick that target, they're out. And I feel like we yeah, actually, that, I mean, not many sort of what it was. Yeah. I think Gov was sort of, I don't know if he's done man, but his man was at least a few meters off. And he was sort of he was running towards, I guess, towards the sort of half forward wing sort of area. And then he sort of did switch. And I think they, I don't know, that is the synergy. Like he must have just, like he just knew that. And Newman kicked it straight, you know, a few meters in front of him, turned and took a pretty easy mark and was sort of out there. Again, it eventuated in nothing in the end, but uh, could have been something pretty special. But is what it is. Um, we'll get on to our worst moments now. What did you have for your worst moments, Ethan? Yeah, just lapses again. We just seem to have lapses of concentration. Uh, I'm not going to pick out any any players. It's all across the board. But, yeah, just every week we just seem to have a patch where we struggle to get the footy, we struggle to win a clearance, and then um, when we lose the ball, um, struggle to, um, de- like, defensively in the transition. So, yeah, just just lapses for me. I think, yeah, I think just touch on that. Um, 
the worst part is we sort of know it's coming. I don't know about you guys, but when, I, when I'm watching it, I'm like, oh, if you guys up here, yeah, that's good. Like you don't, yeah. you don't get overexcited now because yeah. you know it's it's not good, it's sad, but like you know something's gonna they're gonna get the better of us in the second or third quarter and kick a few goals in a row. And I think they kicked how many in a row there in the end? Six. Four, mm, yeah, six. six. So yeah. You sort of I don't know why, but you always feel like that's coming. But yeah, I don't know. Um, speech. What were your worst moments, mate? Um, I, I hinted at it in the preview about Whitfield. No one went near him the last time we played him. And so we did a good job of covering him, I thought. But instead of him having space, it was Cal Ward this time. No one went near him the entire game. It wasn't until Eddie Betts gave him a hug after the game. I think it was the closest anyone went near him the entire game. <laughs> um, so that was that was a little disappointing that Ward, um, as good as a player as he is, obviously credit for credit to him. But it was just a little embarrassing that, you know, he had all the time and space he wanted all game. Yeah, no, go back. Um, Pato. Yeah, um, I agree with with all of you. Uh, like, that's not spot on. But I also just thought I would add on, I think I said the same last week, but just the skill errors. Like, fuck. Um, yeah, just re- really disappointing uh, once again. And I feel like that probably cost us because, yes, that's probably part of, part of the conversion. Um, and we just couldn't convert, especially in our first quarter when we just couldn't score what we should. I think, um, I think Derm was asked. I think it was Dwayne Russell, whoever was coming, who whoever was commentating, and he actually said like, the Blues should be further in front, and that yeah. like it happens a lot, like it happens a lot with us, and we just can't, yeah, and he just and we just can't convert, and it's really it's, it's unfortunate, but um, yeah, that's my worst moment. Yeah, I agree. Like it, it does seem to be a very consistent theme in terms of like we get a few goals up, but you get you get the feeling we could be that extra few goals up. Whether it's not even whether it's scoring shots, just whether it's missed opportunities, like maybe potentially the Newman one kick out to Gov to Ed, and then sort of mm. uh, eventuating nothing there. Yeah, using your using your I guess your opportunities better and just capitalising, so especially against yeah. good teams, they will make you pay. So yeah, um, my worst moment. It's not really a moment. It's sort of worst stat, I guess. We had one tackle inside our forward fifty compared to nineteen. Um, uh, it's pretty wow. pretty significant. Yeah. And that one tackle. Does anyone know who it was? Fish. Yeah, Zach Fisher. So mm. um, again, we're not going to pick out one player, but you know, he, he laid one tackle. But you get the feeling he's right. Probably could lay a couple more. But there's a few players that yeah. You know, one tackle inside four fifty to nineteen is a pretty significant uh, margin. But um, it's, yeah, as we say every week, it's always one area we need to improve on. It's, it's it changes every week. Like what you know, the few weeks ago, I think we we're pretty even for tackles inside four fifty, or maybe ahead, and then now it's dropped off. It's just very inconsistent. But well, we'll see what happens next year. Um, all right, beautiful. So moving on to our top three players for the match. For Colton, not GWS. Um, Pato, what do you got for us, mate? Uh, yeah, so I had Ed Kerno, uh, best on ground, Bog. Um, I thought he was terrific. Um, I feel like that pretty much shows why he got a contract for next year. Um, second, I had Sam Walsh. Uh, he just keeps on, keeps on, uh, what's the saying? Keeps on giving. I don't even know what the saying is, but um, he's a, yeah, um, he's a, he's a gun. Um, lock for all Australian. I think we said that probably like round 15 or 14. And, um, and third, I am Liam Stocker. Um, I do want your thoughts on this, boys. I'll just quickly just have a quick rant. So um, I thought that he... Yeah, so so he got 23 touches. Um, he seemed to change with the role with Nick Newman. So Nick Newman seemed to go a little bit more deeper. And Liam Stocker looked to have a little bit more freedom through the through the ground. And we did mention how, um, how in the Melbourne game, how he did play in the midfield. And I feel like that's a good thing to see going into preseason if it's starting to work with. 
But um, what what were your thoughts on Liam Stocker's game, Duff? What did you think about his game? Yeah, um, like we were talking about before, um, we filmed. Um, I'm not saying he is like skill based like Luke Hodge, but his penetrating kick really really works. It really works out. I think Nick Newman's more of that pinpoint kick, um, that more of a kick out, you know, little switches, little, you know, 45s. Um, but yeah, no, I really like him down there. And I think we should still give him a go in the middle, maybe next year at some point. But um, if he's, if he's playing well down there and we've got the midfield stock, um, then we'll be all right. Speech. I can talk to you very. Yeah, I mean, there's not much else to say. I think you pretty much broke the nail on the head. I mean, he's, I mean, even I lo- even his defensive work. I mean, obviously it's not his strength, but um, it's just his phys- physicality that he brings down there to you know sometimes a weak a weak backline. Just his aggression, I think, really really helps um the back six down there as well. Sammy, yeah, I completely agree. It's all been said. Um, yeah, I agree with what Ethan and Jack said. Bang. All right, beautiful. Um, Daff, all your top three, mate. Yeah, uh, very similar. I've got Ed Kerno, number one, kicking four, which equaled his career high. Um, he had a fantastic game. He's just everywhere, Ed. I was just, it's pretty funny. He's just like, he's down back, he's up forward, he's in the middle. Like, he's just all over the place. Um, he's just a workhorse. Um, two I had, I had Nick Newman. Um, he had a fair bit of it. Um, 27 touches at a pretty high efficiency, 89%. Shit. Um, so 21 kicks. So that's that's it's pretty handy. Um, and three, I had I had Liam Stocker as well. Um, he just just the impact he has. Um, he doesn't necessarily have to hit, you know, pinpoint kicks. But if he gets that uh, meters gain going for us, I think um, we'll have more forward entries and more opportunities to score. Yep, beautiful, mate. Um, speech, what do you have for us, mate? Yeah, I mean, I had uh, number one and two. Ed Cano and Nick Newman, I think they both already been said. Um, not much as I can add to that. And then I did have Walshie as my third. I just think he had had to battle the DeBoer tag early. And then when Cripps yeah. went off, he still had a big mountain to carry and to lift. He didn't have a normal impact as he normally would, but I still think to come out with 29 touches despite all the attention, I think was pretty good. And then also just to Weedering as well. With you know, He had to juggle between Himmelberg and Hogan the whole game. I think it was, it was really tough for him, but I think he did, did quite a good job despite that as well. Yeah, he's solid, Weeders. Mm. Yep. Beautiful. Um, I'll get your thoughts. You mentioned Chris as well going off. I'll get your thoughts on that in a second. I'll go my top three. So basically so mirroring, mirroring all you blokes. So Ed Kerno, four goals. And still at 25 disposals, um, which is cool. Uh, Newman, 27 disposals, as you said, 21 of them kicks, and he still used it at 89%, which is pretty good. He was the leader in metres gained, 677. Uh, it also took nine marks as well. Um, my third, though, I had TDK. Uh, 32 hitouts and five tackles, plus, obviously, he went off, you know, with a minute or two to go, um, which, you know, we hope he's going to be all right. And But to be fair, it was a great mark, and it was good to see, I guess, you know, there's nothing on the line. A minute or two to go. He has been calling it a dead rubber, and he's still flying for the yep. ball, uh, which is some would say silly, but as far as I'm concerned, like I'm all for it. Like he's flew yeah. for the ball. Like you love to see that, even when the game basically means nothing. You know, we're still playing. For, you know, Teddy Betts' last game it still means something, and whatever. So just to see him flying for the ball was pretty good. Um, plus, to have 32 hits and five tackles was pretty happy for the big boy. Um, all right, I'll get your opinion now on Patrick Cripps as well, just before we get into everyone's favourite part of the show. Um, Patrick Cripps, so he didn't kick the ball, obviously. He got subbed off 
when did he get subbed off? Second quarter, third when when was it? I think it was third. Uh, late in third, third, yeah. Late in third, yeah. yeah. Um and so but if we say three quarters of football and didn't didn't have a kick, um, what is sort of you know, he's obviously had he had negative three meters gained. Uh what is with that? So I think he's I think Potentially, someone he might have said that he had a sore foot. I don't know, just judging by the comment on Facebook. But David Teague said he had an issue with his thigh on his opposite leg. So there's no reason why he shouldn't have been able to kick it. Um, and it's not the first time either, to be fair. Like, you know, he usually ends up with a few kicks, but he certainly always does look to give it to the person running past. And sometimes that's for the better. When it's Adam Saad, like, he can go and, you know, bang it into forward 50, but a lot, sometimes I see he handballed it. I don't know if I saw this right, but it seemed like they ran into trouble and, and ended up being worse off for it. So what are your guys' sort of thoughts and opinions on that? We'll go with you, Ethan. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, it's good when you can bring in players like Saad and Stocker into the game through the middle of the ground, but there's a time and a place for it. Um, teams are just going to – if he keeps doing that, teams are going to predict what he's doing every time. Yeah. Like you win a free kick in the middle and you give it off all the time. Like, just – I don't really get it. Because um, yeah. he had a fair bit of it. That's the thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, he, he finds a footy and, you know, he's a beast like that. But he's got a – yeah. I, I don't reckon he, even it's inju- an, an injury. Um, he just, just opts to handle it all the time. It's like, it's like a ruckman. I think it was it's the like- most – Shane Mumford – in 2016 or something. So yeah, is it a confidence thing in the terms of like he he's I don't know, worries on turning over? Is he has his kicking been pretty bad in the past? I can't remember that, but where he's still not too confident to kick it, he wants to get the handball off all the time. Like I don't know, Jack, what do you reckon, mate? Um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of times where I mean the only option was to handball. So I think of a fair few of those. I mean, you can't say oh kick the ball when you know he's in tight, but also but the ones where he had free kicks or whatever in the middle. To not even look to kick at all, it is a little concerning. Um, I don't know. I know you said Teague said there was no injury wise that prevented him from kicking, but I don't know. It just seems really weird to me that yeah, as I said maybe it's a confidence thing. I don't know. To not even look to kick, you know, in three quarters of footy, it's for you know for a captain of that club, it is you know a little concerning. But um, his all his contested work was brilliant, and you know inside was brilliant. It's just yeah, concerning yeah. that he didn't even look to kick. Exactly. There's a few times, especially once, one, one moment that stands out on the boundary where he got in, got the handball out. Obviously, as you're on the ground, you're not going to like kick it. So I get all that, but it's more for me, as you said, it's when he's in the middle. I think he might have got a free hit to start the game as well, didn't he? Yep. Um, and then it's always, it's not even look forward, like, oh, Charlie could be by himself or whatever. Yeah. It's not even that. Or who's running past? Yeah. And I think we need to do it. Am I right in saying we still do sort of Zach Tui a bit? Obviously, a bit different. We used to do it to Zach Tui when someone was like 50 out, they'd always give it to Tui and he'd always, uh, Kicked, you know, kick a pretty good goal usually. But um, it's sort of, I guess, I don't know, as you say, they're going to find that out. They're going to figure it out and they're going to just shut it down. So, Mitch, what do you reckon, mate? Yeah, absolutely spot on. Um, yeah, like, okay. I mean, I don't like, I don't really know why because in, like, this guy was a, I mean, like a first-round draft pick. Like, obviously, he can kick the footy if he's that high of a draft pick. And, like, you had to see zero kick, 17 handballs. Fuck, you, you don't see that often. But, um. Yeah, it's just it's just the times when you kind of just see it. And it's different if you see start running and you have an open space. But as you said, like, he handballs it over to, like, a Stocker or, a, like, Williamson or a Saad, and he runs straight into a Giants player because they know that he's going to do it. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so I don't... Mm, yeah, so I'm not sure why that, why that is because, like, I mean, we all know that he's a gun player. We all know that he's proved himself to be such a star of the game. But, um, yeah, it's a... It's a weird one to see 17 handballs as I mean, like it's just yeah, 
unless I was an injury, but if he's injured, we said it a few um, months ago when he was injured. If he's injured, he's not playing. Yeah, I don't think it's an injury. I don't think it was an yeah. I don't think it was an injury. Either, it's but, um, a mental thing. Um, he's been yeah. playing with it for most of the year. I think he, just the way he plays seems to be how he kind of, I don't know, like he plays within his strengths and then sometimes he plays out of the box. It's like it's a bit all over the joint this year. It's He's got to find that like middle area where he's playing at his best while playing within his strengths, not trying too much, which he's yeah. done way too many times this year. We love Cripper, but yeah. Yeah, I was I could also say... Just on Pato, um, you can always count on Pato to drop the first F bomb. I think he's, I think he's, I think we're up to two so far this episode. But um, no, it's good. <laughs> Anything else to talk about before we move on to the favourite? Let's move up to uh, the, let's move on to the speak up speech, mate. He's already, he's already introja. Speak up, obviously. Take us away, mate. Take us away. Um, yeah, I mean, I just, just want to say thank. I'm just so thankful that the season is over. Like the last six weeks, it was it was just painful to, to sit through. Like obviously we do, we love the club, but it, everything off field, on field, it was it was painful to sit through. So I'm just glad it's over, and then we can hopefully get all the crappy Teague, you know, out the door. All these players out the door, out the way in the next few days. Unfortunately, I don't want Teague to leave, but that's a whole different can of worms. Um, yeah, I mean, there's not much else to say. Season's over. But I think this off-season, we talked about last off-season being, you know, was like the big off-season. I think this one's even bigger. I think yeah. we need to fix all the holes off the field and then fix obviously fix all the holes on the field. It's, yeah, it's just a whole, whole uh, yeah, whole lot to deal with this off-season, I reckon. What do you got? What do you boys reckon on that? So on I'm that, sorry. Hold to speak our speech. You're not whisper speech. So come on, mate, fire up. <laughs> Don't have the energy, mate. Sorry, sorry. But um, yeah, so like so actually in the holes that we need to fill speechly, what is the first thing few things that come to mind? For me, it's key it's key stocks like Ruckman, key backs, like we saw how it struggled how much we struggled when um lean's gone down. So we need, yeah. you know, Kemp can only feel so much for, you know, with the build he is. So I think we definitely need, yeah, to fill the keys. I don't know about you guys. Any names? Yeah. Any names in terms of I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you any names. Um, just anyone. I literally couldn't care. Yeah. Well, like, I mean, yeah. Mark Pitnett, is he playing next year? I assume he is. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So with him and TDK, well, I don't know. Like, Do you see Mark Pitnett being able to fill that sort of key ruck position with TDK maybe? In, I mean, I don't know. I understand his oh, role. A second yeah, ruck. Definitely. I don't think you can play them both. That's the problem with Pitt. Yeah. I don't think his forward craft's good enough. Is TDK's forward good enough, though? Well, it probably is. It's probably better than Pitto's, I reckon, in my opinion. I know he's kicking his goal kicking, but he can work on that. He's just more agile than Pitto. Pitto's a bit of an old-style ruckman where, you know, you know, a bit of body. But um, one name that comes to my mind for ruck stock is uh, Peter Laddams. I don't know what his contract situation is, but he hits the scoreboard report. He's actually a really – he causes mismatches up there because having yeah. Charlie, Georgiades – um, and a few other forwards, yeah. yeah. Um, having those guys, it really causes a mismatch. And I think, you know, if you have a Pete Laddams going up forward or a Teddy K going up forward, and you got Charlie and Harry up forward, like fuck, like really, that's that's mm. that's impressive. Another yeah. F bomb. We said about F bombs, and that has <laughs> made up for it. All the made up for it. Any else, new Jack? Um, no, nah, just just happy the season's no. over. Yep. 
Happy. All right. Um, yeah, I just want to say, I mean, we talked about it last week. Obviously, this episode, we're filming, you know, mid-afternoon on the, what's today? Sunday. So, Sunday. To be, this goes out. What time is this going to go out, Pato? Uh, hopefully tonight, if not Monday night. Because, I mean, we could realistically, if this is out tomorrow night, we're talking, you know, as we sit here right now, David Teague is, David Teague is coach of Colton. As this could go out Monday night, and literally, I firmly believe in the next sort of 36 hours, he could be sacked you'd imagine it's going to happen tomorrow being monday if you know if it's going to happen um so yeah if it is the case we, we won't farewell him yet because he's still the coach but end of season review we'll probably mention a little bit but um yeah we'll wait and see what happens but it's looking very likely that david t won't be coaching us next year so mm-hmm. that. pretty much covered it all the last few weeks so we, everyone sort of knows our thoughts on it I guess as a collective and as individuals but um, nothing's changed yeah you know best and fairest been in the club and he's sort of oh, I feel he's been treated a bit yeah you know, if you're going to start the bloody and get rid of him fair enough but this way he's been treated I don't think it's been very good mm. yeah that's um, terrible yeah like it, 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 it hurts a bit more just because you know he played for us and he's you know barely said best and fairest winner so yeah alright um, anything else to add boys that's all. Last, That's all from me. Uh, obviously, last review of the year. Um, season's over. Probably not the season we would have wanted or would have, you know, were hoping for. But uh, the next few weeks, obviously, we'll we'll release our season review. We'll have to yep. go back and look through the season, um, which will be hard to do because it's wasn't the best season. But um, nah, a few good wins in there. And uh, if you're not already, follow us on all the platforms. That uh, Pat, I'll put some links in the description. That's all good. Um, then, yeah, thanks for watching and it's been a good year, I guess. It's been a good year filming with you boys. So, thank you very much. Yeah. Yes, that's what I actually, yes. actually, hey, oh, actually. Oh, here we I go. Do yeah. I do have something to say. He's still um, I mean, like, I mean, of course, we started in, I think, May or something. I think it was the, I think the first episode we had was the game before the Hawthorne um, game. And I feel like, I feel like we're going pretty well for so far, boys. Um, I think, um, I feel like it's mostly just because we're all mates and we feel like, it's kind of like more of a podcast that we kind of just come on and speak our words. And, and of course you have to have some sort of structure, but um, hopefully, I mean, we will be back next year. Hopefully if all goes to plan, but um, yeah, sorry. Just wanted to say that. And uh, yes. I mean, it's unfortunate we're in lockdown. I can't get a massage because my shoulders are hurting for carrying blokes throughout the oh, season. Oh, here we go. <laughs> but uh, also, just want to add, Bagger's chat, pokes in the footy, but Jack and I. Hey. Oh, that's coming soon, mate. I've got the summer hat here. There's always one, you know. Focus on the summer. It's cricket season now. So if you're not already <laughs> around the wicket on Instagram, uh, Jack's in charge of that. So Pat, I'll put a link in the in the description. Will do, mate. He's a good we'll bloke. Do. So get around us and um, get around us. Get around us. Um, Mitchell and Ethan can't make it because they wouldn't know the onside to the offside. So they unfortunately can't be on the podcast. But um, <laughs> thanks for a good year, boys. And as always. Go, the Tigers!